the Bar is a podcast for dance studio owners by dance studio owners. Every week, we seek to unpack what is happening in our lives, our businesses, our hearts, and our minds. Sometimes we take a serious tone, other weeks, not so much. Either way, we hope you feel encouraged, supported, motivated and uplifted by simply knowing you are not alone. Join us at The Bar. Hello and welcome back to The Bar. It's Miss Jane, joined as always by the lovely Miss Mel for another episode of Fun and Friendship and possibly frivolity. There we go. Lots of Fs. Hello, Miss Mel. Hopefully there are only Fs that will be part of the conversation, Miss Jane. I should think so because we're up, we are all class. And look, we've got nothing to blaspheme about either of us right now. We are both two days out from putting productions on the stage. You have your beautiful musical theatre students ready to perform in two days. And I've got my uh, academy, so my uh, eight-year-olds up for their annual performance also on the stage in two days. And we are both feeling um, fairly blessed because I sent you a message and I was like, shall we podcast? And you were like, yeah, let's do it. Yeah. Um, oh, yeah, let's do it. Yeah. So we're both... Um, pretty well organized and ready to share the love of our or well, our love of productions aren't we absolutely absolutely and it is a privileged position because I'm thinking if you had have made the same contact with me 10 years ago Jane I don't know that I would be have quite have been so enthusiastic about it um, oh, yeah. I think we're really lucky that I'm in a position where I have an amazing team of staff that you know it's just ticking over like a well-oiled machine and I'm just fluffing about at the moment making Rapunzel's long plait for her hair. Fabulous. <laughs> oh, I've got. <laughs> Fabulous, yes, and I'm going to adjust some little belt things for a costume that kind of fell down that probably I could get away with pinning and I might still, to be honest. Um, but other than that, yes, I'm, I'm much the same. But today we are talking about staging a musical. So I have uh, staged Cinderella Kids and more recently, last month or just a little over, The Lion King. You are about to put on the stage Into the Woods. Uh, into the Woods, yes. Into, into, the, woods, into the Woods. Into the Woods. We... <laughs> Thanks for that. <laughs> um, but you've, got, um, you've, you've had quite a history. Yeah, well, look, in the last few years, um, we started a, what I called song and dance classes um, about five years ago. And I think I was just kind of dipping my toe in the water in terms of testing out, is there an interest? Is there a need? Um, and then discovered that there were all these amazing singers within our studio. Um, and look, the programs evolved from that initial stage where we did a couple of little small cabaret performances where the kids were sort of singing songs and whatnot. And then um, about three years ago, we went down the path of actually purchasing the rights for um, a junior musical. Our first mm. one was Alice in Wonderland. That's right. And we've since then done Peter Pan. Mm -hmm. um, and 
Madagascar and this year we're doing Into the Woods, which I'll have to say has been more challenging than, than the other ones that we've done because <laughs> those other musicals are well known, the, the kids know the, the storyline really well. Um, Into the Woods is a little bit more left of centre in terms of the storyline. It's based on the Grimm's Brothers fairy tales, so there's some really old mm. sort of references which are probably not as current as something like Madagascar Um, but it's been great it's been really good the kids have risen to the challenge they've enjoyed the process of learning it the other thing about it is it's mostly singing this musical there's lots of um, acting in between and and telling of the story but most of the story in Into the Woods is told through songs so there's not a lot of um, dialogue in between so that's been yeah yeah, <laughs> and the thing, it? Um, like with staging a musical, and well, for me, um, is it does take me outside of my comfort zone and my dancers as well, because you know, obviously, we're used to communicating through dance, and I've got a musical theatre program, so we are looking in every class at using our voice and and uh, some acting and some dancing, you know, the whole kind of triple threat idea. Um, but mm. that's quite confronting for a child that's not not as confident you know and it is about finding their voice um and but what I love about it is that quite often um I see different people rise you know and so it is giving other kids a voice so perhaps a child that's not as technically good in terms of their ballet or their jazz can actually be the star of the musical because they've got a beautiful voice that might not have had much training but it they, they respond well to some coaching um, or they're very um, confident with the, the speaking role. And I've had an experience with that both, both years that I've done it where I've really gone, oh, I'm giving this kid a stage. I'm giving this kid the opportunity to shine and it's nice. It feels good. Yeah, absolutely. And I found, I, absolutely, I wanted to raise that point as well, Jane, that it does give those kids that aren't necessarily, um, you know, dance can be, because it's so structured dance, isn't it? There's a set way that the class happens, whether it's ballet or jazz, whatever it is. Um, and you kind of got to really follow the rules and not saying that there's not rules within the Broadway class, but I know um, my own, my youngest um, is involved in the Broadway program and she loves the drama aspect of it mm. because there is lots of, um, you know, those drama games are really fun. They can be quite frivolous and they can be a bit silly and they can kind of expend their energy in a different way. And that's what I've observed that it does attract in some kids that, yeah, maybe dance is just quite not quite their cup of tea, but I still love that performance aspect. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's really interesting. The other thing that I love about musical theatre is the storytelling, yes. which we do do through dance and, and ballet particularly. And, and you know, I, I'm like you, I, our shows always have a theme running through them which kind of tie it together. Um But the thing that's really magical about a musical is that the kids get immersed in this telling of the story and become the character and Mm. it's just magical once you get into the theatre, isn't it? Yeah, it it really is. And and it's all consuming, isn't it? I mean, um, my family, well, we did Lion King, as I mentioned, and that's Mm. actually a shared experience for us. Now, my son Liam, who lots of people know about because he is very funny, (laughs) 
he could run that stage, but he doesn't come to musical theatre class, much to my horror, but I'm not going to push him. Um, he does not need a lot of training, I don't think. He's <laughs> just a bit <laughs> unique. <laughs> um, so he, the thing with Liam is he's seven. A musical theatre class is on a Saturday afternoon. He's tired. He just doesn't want to be told yeah. what to do. And I respect that fully. So I've not pushed him. But he was still part of the experience because obviously, you know, he is in my family. But we have that now. Like Alana was Timon, Caitlin, um, my middle child, she wasn't in the production either, but she came and watched it. She supported her friends. They were singing the songs in other classes, you know, for warm-ups. Mm. So they were all part of it. And we've got yep. that now. We've got that. And I said, I think I either said it to you or somebody here, um, that we're creating those memories. Like I have such fond memories of being in productions and that stays mm. forever. Like all you have to do is hear a bar of the music of something you've been in a production. Like I I was um, the duck in Peter and the Wolf when I was about 11 and I just need to yep. hear eight counts and it takes me right back. And I didn't love every minute of being the duck. I'm not going to lie. But it's part of my the fabric of my history. It's part of now... You know, it's it's a good story. <laughs> yep. <laughs> we're making we're making good stories for them, and um, yeah, I I just think there's so and many. There's something about like inhabiting a story, isn't there? That's mm. it's that escape and that interesting way of exploring how you might be able to express yourself through a character. Mm. Um, I love seeing I love seeing our students kind of develop and evolve right. in the character sometimes yes. you because casting is a big part of it isn't it that's probably something to chat about that you know because we do auditions and and take the kids through that sort of process which is a really good experience and you know it can be really nerve-wracking but again that's, that's all good. resilience building um all those sorts of things and then you then you cast the characters based on what you know of, of what's in front of you, but also, you know, what we know of the students. Yeah. And then, then you kind of, it's over to them, isn't it, to go and yeah. learn their lines and learn the songs and become that character. And when they do, it's just incredible to watch. I love seeing them develop all those little um, mannerisms yeah. and voice, although I will say, I don't know if you experience this, we, our kids slip into these American accents all the time. <laughs> Yes, ours are like, guys, that was on YouTube. <laughs> yeah, but that's the thing. They're studying, They, I know mine do um, that as well, but mm. they're studying the character and, you know, the Lion King, mm. um, yeah, they they might be watching it on YouTube or the DVD and stuff yeah. and they do, yeah. they do start to mimic some of those nuances and I think it's cute because, um, you know, as long as it's not too overt, but... It can be quite cute because it shows that they are watching, you know, and that's how we do learn mm -hmm. a lot about studying a character. And I know, you know, even the the most famous actors do a lot of observations and, and mimicking yes. if they're portraying yeah. a certain person from history or something. Um, yeah, yeah, so auditions, we, we do that as well. Um, it, it, it's a bit tricky, isn't it, because obviously in this day and age everybody wants to win a role and mm. um, you do need to anticipate that sometimes there's going to be a little bit of a fallout potentially um, or yes. disappointment of people not getting what they want. Um, it mm -hmm. seems Baruch Assault is 
more and more prevalent. Even Liam, again, back to Liam, he said something the other day because he loves Charlie and the Chocolate Factory. He's one of his faves. And he said, I want a whatever. And I said, well, that sounds very much like Veruca Salt. And that means no. Like, you just... <laughs> but that's how I feel when I'm putting out the cast, you know. Oh, well, yes. I want it to be Simba. Well, I want it to be Nala. Well, you can't sing, so... Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's not going to happen. So what are some of the things that you do, Jane, to anticipate that? What are some of the things that you will So we do a lot of um, talking about our values, and this is where I love, you know, I love talking about how values can really guide studios and people. Um, So Mm. we have a value of respect, honesty and integrity, but we have a value of community and an enjoyable and energetic. So in the lead up to delivering those results and and we do a live um, and that's a bit of a strategy as well because they're less likely to crack the poo-poos if they they know they're on Facebook Live. So write that one down. Mm -hmm. Um, Yeah. But yet we still have, you know, after it goes off, we still have a few little tears and things and that's okay. I can actually deal with... um, Yes. Because it's disappointment. Yeah, it's a little bit disappointing and I can deal with that, but I cannot deal with any kind of talk about, well, it should have been me or it's not fair. Those three words Mm -hmm. I cannot deal with at all. That is like a red, my God, let's talk about fair. Um, So we, we anchor it on the values and part of the conversation is we say we understand that, you know, there's 30 of you and there's 10 main roles. We really applaud the fact that you had the courage to put yourself out there. And we do this in each audition as well. We audition about six kids at a time. And at the end, we say, thank you for taking the time to audition and for preparing your audition. Um, We know Mm -hmm. that that was an act of courage and we thank you for for putting yourself outside your comfort zone. We remind you that not everybody today is going to be successful, but that this is part of it. And so then when we announce the results, we say, we want to remind you of the values of our studio. We understand that you might be disappointed in these results if you don't get the part you were hoping for. But we know that you're going to be cheering on the people that did, knowing that maybe, if not now, doesn't mean never. And so we kind of preface it like that. And, I mean, really, they don't have much. Where do they go from there, poor little love? No, exactly. That's exactly right. There's nowhere to go because you've already anticipated what those sticking points might be. We do the same thing. We'll, um, you know, talk to them in the lead-up, do the same thing in the audition. That's mm. the other thing that mm. we do. I think that's a really good thing. And in the lead-up to the auditions too, we're always talking with the students about that. The other thing I do strategically on social media sort of in the week leading up is I'll share, I think I've got a blog post that I wrote about, you know, helping your child deal with audition results or something like that. Yeah. And, you know, and it puts it back on the parent about what they need to do to prepare them and then, you know, dealing with any potential fallout from their end and, you know, these are the things that you can do and blah, 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 all the, the kind of stuff that, you know, you just spoke about, Jane, but giving mm. the parent, um, yeah. setting up the expectation before yeah. the event yeah. so that then people do know what your expectations are of their responses. So, yeah, mm. it's no, good. That's, it's that's good. good. It's all resilience building. We can't oh. all win all the time, you know? Oh, but we want to. And, look, I'm worried, and I know we've talked about this before, but mm. I, I am 
genuinely worried about yeah. children going into the workforce uh, in yeah. 15 years' time. But more than that, I'm worried about their happiness. I'm worried about um, their mental health because yes. it's only through those bumps, you and I know this, Everybody knows it deep down, but we're just trying to clear the way from our kids. And I know I've had parents say, oh, look, I'm probably not going to put her in for the exam this year because she I, she says she doesn't think she's going to go very well. I'm like, well, mm. you know, yeah. it'll be great practice yeah. for next year when she goes brilliantly. So I think yeah. it is, that's why it is a really good idea to audition, even if you have a very quiet preconceived idea of who you're going to yeah. put in the yep. um, that's fine as well um, in terms of managing the rehearsal process we probably should talk about that because it is different and um, certainly when we're planning a normal production like I've got on the weekend the kids are working in their class times you know mm. level three mm -hmm. has a piece and level four tap has a yes. piece or whatever it yep. is now that's a little bit different can you talk us through how you approach that for the musical yes well I guess I learned the hard way initially we had um separate classes they were on the same night but they were sort of back to back in, in different um time slots and then we would sort of get closer to the production and just go ah oh, we need to have them all together so we'd be chopping and changing classes around and um, and so I made a decision after that first year of that happening that we would just, so our Broadway kids all come at the same, oh, I'm so sorry. <laughs> so bad, I thought I put it on silent. Oh, <laughs> so don't you pay, but, you know, we're all volunteers. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that gave me such a fright. Um, I lost my train of thought now, sorry. Oh, so we had them all. Yep come at the same time and I think when you and I were first talking about you introducing the mm. classes and I said that's my number one hot tip is just mm. have them all at the same time so you can have them separately but then you know when you're getting um because you need to run the show I mean that's yeah. basically what you do you need to put those scenes together and you know you could have your little seven-year-old in a lead role with the you know a senior and you need mm. them to be working together so yeah it's, it works really well and it's also it's that wonderful interaction that we get across yeah. school you know that the older kids are looking out for the little ones and, you know, it's, yeah, it works really, really well. So I highly recommend that as a, yeah. a great way to rehearse. Yeah, and um, I think the first year I did, didn't do what you said and I don't think you had told me at that point. I'm sure I would have listened oh. otherwise. But definitely this year I've got um, one, two, three, four musical theatre classes running on the, the same time on a Saturday and then I do have two others on the Thursday and then my seniors, they're a bit harder to get in on Saturdays because they work and things. Yeah. But even that, knowing I've got two bulk times has been fine because I, I yeah. cast, you know, who does what based on knowing that and um, yes. definitely that was a game changer. And I love that you mentioned the cross ages because I feel like that has been one of the biggest benefits aside from the individual obvious individual benefits to each yeah. child that performs in terms of confidence and things like that um, was just increasing our sense of community again which is one of our values so I'm committed to our musical now because I can see the fact 
um, you know, of the matter is that they're all in there together. Again, at production time, like mine on the weekend, I've got my level fours in one dressing room. I've got level five over in another. You know, just that's how it is. I don't have them all crossing ages because it wouldn't work. Um, yeah, that's right. Yeah, whereas for this I do. And um, I actually, just before we kind of move on, I, I posted a video on my Facebook page on the weekend. I had one of my tiniest little minis who just turned seven but is, is tiny um, come to my door on Saturday and bring me a cupcake and my level fives, who are all 13, um, started singing happy birthday to her. I didn't ask them to and they were so genuinely excited to see this little girl. Yeah. But they, they yeah. have a relationship with her because they did the musical. You know, they're all musical theatre kids. Yes. And even yeah. the fact that, like, when she came to the door with my cupcake, they were all like, oh, Jenny's here, Jenny's here. You know, they knew her name. And mm. I just thought then, how does that feel for Jenny, right? How does this feel for Jenny? She's bringing oh. me a cupcake. And all of these big kids. Remember that for the rest of her life. Yeah, her idols probably were so excited and then singing and they did seven claps and I was like, you guys, that's fantastic. And that wouldn't have happened if they hadn't all done the musical together. It just wouldn't have happened. Yeah, exactly, exactly. That's absolutely gorgeous. Um, Jane, I just want to go back to this. It's a point you made before about um, the joy aspect and I've just been thinking as more and more as you've been talking about that um and I think you spoke in the last episode we recorded that you don't experience joy if you haven't experienced failure or you know harder times and I think for me the musicals really present that to our kids because it is really really difficult process putting it together and getting it to a point where you can get it on the stage because they've got to learn their lines and they're going to make stacks of mistakes when they're you know saying those lines it's because it is different to dance when you're standing in a group of kids and you're all kind of doing the same dance steps you know you're often in a musical you might be left a little bit more out there flying solo you know so I just yeah I just want to pick up on that because I think that's certainly what I've seen with our students as well that there's been some really bad rehearsals mm. and you know they felt pretty bad about that you know that man I really I need to go home and practice my lines more I really let my team down mm. um you know and there sometimes can be tears and and all those sorts of things but then on the flip side at the end of it when you yeah. have a great show there's that absolute utter joy and I think yeah I've just seen that a little bit more in the musical theatre program than perhaps in other contexts mm. in our studio so, no I agree yeah. I agree I'm, that's wonderful um yeah and and the particularly for the kids that are lead there is a big responsibility there mm. is there is a greater demand on them and yeah that is as much as they're supported by the coaches and by the rest of the group there is a whole lot that they need nobody can learn their lines for them so no, that's right. And they can't do it in class. Like they oh, have God, to no. spend time at home doing that. So mm. there's a, there is a lot of responsibility with a, a lead role. My little hot tip for um, <laughs> getting your leads to learn their lines, and sometimes you do just have to play a little bit of a game, um, is to give them a fake due date. <laughs> yes, yes. So, we have a books down due date. Yes. yes. But it never goes well. Like... Um, 
So put your books down due date two weeks before you really want a books down due date. That's just the nature of humans. It's not, they're not being naughty or anything like that. We all leave things to the last minute, but you can't leave learning lines to the last minute, even though we do. Mm. Um, so yeah. quite often, and, and the reason I say this is I do see a lot of teachers and dance studio owners and things get stressed about various things like, oh, you know, well, we've got the, the performance and it's in a week and none of them know their lines and today they were meant to have learnt them by now. And part of me thinks, well, you've got to play the game a little bit better than that. Um, yeah. So, you know, I'm not stressed at the first books down rehearsal when they're all prompting each other like nothing else and going white because they're like, oh, my God, I really have not put in the work. <laughs> I don't get stressed. I don't even get angry, right? I don't, I'm no. not like, oh, this is, because in my head I'm like, uh-huh, we're right on schedule to not have learned yes. our lines even though we were meant to have, bum, bum. So I just say, yep. and, and, you know, nothing's more polarising than being in front of the rest of your group without your book and having no freaking idea what comes next. Uh, mm -hmm. that, that's going to motivate you. So um, sometimes you do have to just play the game and I say to them at the end of that rehearsal, I say, well, I think we'd all agree that some of us have a little bit more work to do. Um, so mm -hmm. can we do that this week and next week this won't happen like this, will it? And, they're, you know, they're not going to they don't want to go through that experience again because it's uncomfortable. <laughs> Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> nothing worse. So nothing nothing worse. worse. And it's so hard to watch. Look, it's so hard to watch. But if you know yeah. it's going to be a car crash, then it's you just you can be quite mindful about it. You sit with your cup of tea and think, oh well, learning experience happening now. <laughs> yes, absolutely. Car crash. Car now. crash. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, staging. Mm -hmm like actually staging the production, we're about five minutes away from where we should be ending. Yes. So I'm wondering, yeah. like, that's a lot there about, mm. like, yeah, I'm wondering whether we should take that over again and do another little part yeah. two like we did a couple of weeks ago. Um, I think that would be yeah. good, Jane, because there's a whole other set of elements with musical theatre productions that I've learnt, you know, often mm. the hard way. Yeah, yeah. Particularly around and um, you know all the props and and all that kind of stuff. So yeah, it'd be really good to continue the conversation. I think. Yeah, I think I think we could chat a lot yeah. more about that. Um, and yeah, like you said, we we've had a few few things learnt the hard way as well. And look, it's all part of it, isn't it? But um, absolutely. I also just before we went on, you because you are two days off. Um, you know, being being on the stage, you you were sharing some really funny stories with me about the cow and throwing the beanstalk up and stuff. And I want to kind of bring that just as we close this episode because I said to you, you know, but, like, we get to have these experiences because we're brave enough to stage a musical, you know, that there are all these funny elements that you just, you wouldn't have. And even when things go wrong, it's great. <laughs> it's so much fun. It is, and it brings out. I have to tell you the cow utter story because we've yes. got into the woods. There's a there is a cow. Her name is Milky White, and so we've got this incredible costume that has been with the school since the early seventies. It's older than me. She's beautiful. This beautiful 
handmade <laughs> cow's head that it requires two people. So you've got to get one person into the head and then the back. And so it's hilarious anyway. So this cow is quite featured in Into the Woods. And there's one scene where little Jack, Jack and the Beanstalk, has to milk the cow. And... <laughs> <laughs> so we're sort of, you know, we're, you know, and Jack would sit down with a bucket and sort of pretend to, to milk the cow. And then um, one of my students, who's one of the leads, Lockie, said, oh, you guys, you just whispered to Zoe, who's the back of the cow, he goes, Zoe, just pop your hand down. So she outslips this hand, comes down, and Jack's sitting there pulling on her fingers <laughs> like it's oh, Well, we just died laughing. It was so funny. Um, so we've gone and got like a pink uh, rubber glove now. She's going to wear the pink rubber glove for the um, other. It looks hilarious. Um, and, yeah, it's those little moments that, I mean, we were just in stitches. And yes. that was from Lockie. He thought of that. He was like, why don't you just put your hand down? We're like, that's brilliant. Oh. The audience are going to think hilarious and uh, yeah it works well it's the best it's the best we had when we did cinderella we did our first we did two shows in one day and our first show went beautifully it was our first musical ever we were all on point you know like we were all just like we've got to make this happen the second one because it went so well and Mm -hmm. we'd had that shot of adrenaline and so perhaps we weren't quite as focused Uh uh-huh we had yes. um, a couple of things happen which have become folklore. Like, I know it's only a year ago, but it's going to be with us forever. Cinderella came off stage in her kind of rags and uh, Debbie and I were ready to change her into a beautiful ball gown. We did that mm-hmm. really fast, you know, tiara on, pearls on, gloves on, shoes, blah, blah, blah. And then she, Cinderella yeah. looked at us and went, oh, no, that wasn't my quick change. I made a mistake. <laughs> Right? So we're like, okay. Oh, so it all came and back onto the rags and off she went. And we were like, oh, God, that was like it was down to the wire. It was so close. Yeah. And it was so, but yeah. after she went on, like we were killing ourselves laughing. It was like, yeah. what was yeah. that? <laughs> then we lost the prince and the shoe. Now, most people know the story oh. of Cinderella. The prince and the mm. shoe are kind of integral to the storyline. Pretty important. Pretty, pretty important. <laughs> So one of the cast members got their line wrong and the line was the cue, you know, for the prince to come on. And so he uh-huh. was, yeah. he, she, <laughs> she, yeah. he, was waiting for the line. And, of course, it didn't come because they made a mistake and this is the thing that happens. And so everybody's mm-hmm. kind of waiting for the prince and the prince is waiting for the line. And then I was like, oh, I think that's you. Just go. So by the time he came on, <laughs> everybody's like, Hello. <laughs> Like, oh, <laughs> oh, the oh thank you for joining us. But through all of this, <laughs> the shoe didn't get put in the right place. So then we didn't have the shoe and it got thrown on like a panto. <laughs> the shoe got thrown on and like the butler or whatever caught it and it was hilarious. And it's all people talk about. I was mortified. I was like, oh my God, we lost the prince and the shoe and we changed Cinderella at the wrong time. But you know what? <laughs> it didn't matter, Mel. It didn't matter. No. no so much fun. Matter. I mean, we're performing yeah, for absolutely. people who love us, right? So. <laughs> <laughs> oh, we, so funny. People so still much talk fun. about it. Yeah, you know, like, oh, don't yeah. forget the prince or whatever. <laughs> anyway. Um, well, Miss Mel, that was great fun. 
chukas, yes. as we say, to you yes. on the weekend. Yes. Oh, it's um, a great weekend. I look forward to following all of your stuff on social media and I'm sure you'll see mine too along the way and we'll yes. be wishing each other all the luck in the world from afar. Yeah, it's nice to know that we're both in our happy place at the same over the same weekend. Um, yes. Yeah. Fun, isn't it? Um, so yeah, if you're thinking about staging a musical, we hope that this has given you some uh, little ideas. Um, we'll talk about the technicalities, both in terms of um, getting the copyrights and managing the audio. That's not the word. What's the word? Audio, like technology, sound. <laughs> That's a tricky word, isn't it? How to manage the sound is just word for sound yeah maybe I was a little bit pitching yeah. about um, so we'll talk about all of those next time that we chat and uh, that'll Mel. be good all right yeah. thanks Miss Mel be Jane bye for now thanks for listening to at the bar with Jane and Mel we appreciate you taking the time out of your day to listen to our podcast we would love for you to leave us a rating or review on Apple Podcasts let us know what you think, what topics you'd love us to cover or any feedback you'd like to pass along. You can reach out to us both via the Dance Studio Success with Jane Gretsch Facebook page. Send us an inbox. We'd love to hear from you. Thanks for listening and we hope that our podcast helps you as you navigate the highs and lows of dance studio ownership. You've been listening to another Morgan Media production. 